Hey, welcome to 2021 version of Sports Best, which means, according to our producer, we're going to be more Sports Bester. I don't know who's going to grade those, but we're going to try. Sports Bester, coming to you fake live and direct on the reposted podcast network. He is the one and only Andrew Keller, whose only New Year's resolution is to stay looking good. I'm Larry Olson, and for my 2021 new hobby, I'm going to be doing some treasure finding. Hello there. Happy 2021, Mr. Keller. Hello. I went to speak with my plastic surgeon last week, and I wanted more pronounced chin, and I used you as my reference photo. So I'm going to look more like Larry, and we are going to become one person by the end of this year. Pronounced chin is not Jay Leno. It's something different, right? Yeah. It's a strong jawline. Okay. Andrew Keller, we are on the precipice of the NFL playoffs. Can I say this? I'm going to say it, and I don't care who hears it. Wild Card Weekend is my favorite weekend of the year. And guess what? We don't have Wild Card Weekend. We have Super Wild Card Weekend. That's because for the first time in NFL history, we're going to have three playoff games in one day. And not only that, we're going to do it back to back. Who is in? I love it. I'm excited. I remember back when the Cowboys used to be good and we would have Wild Card (laughs) Weekend and be like, we'd watch who the Cowboys are going to be playing and uh, I'm excited for this weekend that's coming up. I saw the Bills are in the playoffs for the first time since 95. And we're excited for them. They're a six and a half point favorite over the Colts. Do you have any games that you're specifically looking at this weekend? Or are you just going to park it for six straight games? Well, um, thank you, Mr. Keller. I'm going to be doing a lock-in this weekend, which I didn't know was coming. But uh, we have to periodically test for the COVIDs with my in-laws, or with my wife's school, so the kids go back. We got to test for the COVIDs. So I tested this week, which means we don't get to spend a lot of time with the in-laws. So since we're going to test and know if we're positive or negative, we're doing a lock-in all weekend long to make up for not being in the holidays with my in-laws. So literally, I'm going to be parked in front of my father-in-law's 60-incher all day saturday and sunday so did you get your results back yet we haven't got it back yet we took the test yesterday we're quarantining until we leave and then essentially we'll get them back before we go i took a rapid test last week and i found out in eight minutes that i was negative you should take one of those tests those are better i don't know if they're more accurate or not i was looking at it and uh there's some pretty interesting games the top of brady gronkineers are favored by nine points against the washington football team i think that's going to be pretty exciting considering the well, Patriots aren't in it. Let, you know, that's the funny thing. We talked about this at the beginning of the season. Do you want to be Bill Belichick or do you be Tom Brady? Do you want to be the scorned lover that leaves and for the first time in a long time takes their team to the playoffs? Or do you want to be Bill Belichick who didn't make the playoffs for the first time in like 16 years? I think the story of Tampa, Tampa Brady becoming a team. <laughs> Keep it real. Is, is I, love- I, I can't even <laughs> say the name of the team right. I can't even the city. The city should rename it. I'd rather be Bill Belichick long-term. I think coaches are more important than players, and I think that's why Belichick, Belichick is always good. But, uh, you know, it would be fun. These games are great because I don't know if you remember the Music City Miracle Bowl was the Titans. And, like, that was Wild Card Weekend. Wild Card Weekend seems to have the best games. I just got the sense that all these games are going to be great. Yeah, I think nine points, no, ten points. New Orleans is favored by ten. That's the biggest spread, which means they should all be close. Wild Card Weekend has a stench of desperation on it, which I think <laughs> crazier things are willing to happen. Like the, the teams that are more dialed in maybe are going to stick to their game plan more. 
the only thing I'd like to wrap this up, I say they're going to, this will all wrap up with the Super Bowl February 7th in Tampa Bay. But the team that missed out on the playoffs, the Arizona Cardinals, which is the one team that I had a $25 bet on to win the Super oh. Bowl. So I will not be getting $1,000 for the Cardinals winning the Super Bowl. No, they, they missed it. But who did make it for the first time in 18 years? Your Cleveland Browns oh boy. are in the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. And 16 of the last 18 seasons have been losing seasons. They are a dumpster fire of an organization. But it seems like maybe they're turning it around. So <clears throat> we mentioned this a lot, right? Teams that perpetually suck get high draft picks. So they have good players on the team. And usually when a coach comes in, if he's a good coach, he's got lots of talent to work with. And it seems like Stefanski, I don't know. I, I think that's the name of the coach of the Browns. It seems as if he's the right coach because he had lots of talent and he was able to turn it around and put them in the playoffs. It's crazy. We talk about the NFC East being the worst division in, in professional football. The AFC North maybe is the best. I don't know. You got the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns with 12, 11, and 11 wins. So the fact that they're not even first in their division, and I think the Eagles won with six wins, the NFC East. Uh, I think I think the Browns, I don't know. They also, they kind of have this working against them. They're playing the Steelers, and the last time they were in the playoffs, they lost to the Steelers. So well, Ben, Ross, I'm not betting against Big Ben. Didn't we watch the Browns? Just play the Steelers. I think the two teams played each other the final week. Yeah, the last week of the season, they beat the Steelers. But uh, as you know, it's hard to beat a team twice in one season, especially when they're playing all of their starters. I think Roethlisberger was not playing against the Browns in week. You know, I was wondering why me and the boys were watching that game. We're like, Big Big Ben's not in there. Is that they were resting him? I think so. Yeah, or he might have had minor injury or something. But he should be playing in wild card weekend. I need to know this for my. uh, playoff pool who you like the browns or the steelers i like the steelers i don't bet against big ben okay all right um one of my favorite games it's a little board game me and my kids play after every nfl season it's called sorry the nfl coaching carousel and we spin <laughs> a little wheel and say see who's left six teams currently have openings the chargers the jaguars the texans the falcons the jets and the lions have all fired their coaches yesterday your la chargers fired their coach that's six for now. There could be more. Usually it's right around five to eight coaches get fired at the end of the season. The game I want to play with you, Andrew, is where do you rank the coach openings? Would you, If you were Robert Sala, 49ers defensive coordinator, and could choose the job you want, do you want the Chargers, the Jags, the Texans, the Falcons, the Jets, or the Lions? I want to go to the Lions. If, I, if I'm a coach <laughs> at that level, I think I'm good enough, and I would like to be the savior that brings a championship <laughs> to Detroit. If, it, if you're looking at places you want to live, I would probably pick the Jets or the Texans. But um, I don't know. What would you pick? I would, without even blinking, take the Chargers. First of all, you're living in L.A., got the new stadium, right? But mm. number two on that list is you got a great quarterback, Herbert, who is just like every coach wants a good quarterback. I think the Chargers, and I I thought Lynn was an awful coach. He was too conservative. Remember when they had the – Chiefs down by the throat and they decided to kick any I thought they were way too conservative I think the Chargers are on the cusp of being outstanding one of the debates I have with people a lot is would you rather be a big fish in a small pond or a small fish yeah. in a, and yeah. you would rather be the the big fish in a small pond I guess or I don't know what the analogy is but the Chargers are second fiddle to the Rams I know I, I they're totally but I just think they're on the cusp of being 
really good. And if you were a coach, you could come in there and you could be in the Super Bowl in a couple of years. I'm not, I'm not taking into account, you're right, all of the other factors. It's more that looking at the teams, what I was kind of saying. I also love part of this part of the season is the speculation of who's going to be where. So yeah. on Monday they came out with Urban Meyer was wanting $12 million a year <laughs> to coach for Jacksonville. And now they're saying, well, he doesn't, what does compensation really mean? And so yeah. maybe his package ends up being 12 million, but uh, I'd, I'd be curious to see what Urban Meyer can do in college, in the professional. Not many people can make the switch. I can think of Pete Carroll and Jimmy Johnson, the only ones I can think of off the top of my head, I'm sure other people have made the switch successfully. Is it a real thing? He might go to the Jaguars? Yeah. Huh, interesting. There's a lot of talk, but I mean, uh, we'll see what happens. Also, I feel like five, ten years ago, I heard a lot more about the Rooney rule and people like going through the interviewing different uh, coaches, p- coaches of color. I haven't heard anything about that yet. I know there's a process, but – People already want to plug people in. That was kind of the big thing because Lynn is obviously an African-American. So that the black coach that's not coaching anymore. So they kind of want to make sure that pile of coach availability continues to grow. Well, I want to move on to another controversial issue. Uh Oh, some people think Bud Light is good. I think Bud Light (laughs) is absolute trash. (laughs) School in Colorado, Coors Light is the only acceptable light beer of choice and in a pinch maybe i'll take miller light but uh we'll do the story anyway bud light issued a challenge to two kickers um brandon mcmanus of the denver broncos and chris Prath- matt prather of the lions and whoever kicks the longest field goal this season wins free beer for their city matt prather kicks a 59-yard field goal to to beat the Washington football team on, on November 15th, which ended up being the longest field goal. And Detroit is getting free beer, free trash. So what does that mean that they get free? Like, what? What? I don't understand that. Like, how do you get a beer if you live in Detroit? I think Detroit? it's kind of like when someone steals a base in the World Series and America gets a free taco. There's like a way that you can claim it. So maybe on Tuesday, March 2nd, between 11.30 and 12 at Chili's in the airport will give you a free Bud Light. I think that's how that works out. I always forget how much I love when you say the word taco. You said so great. I love when you say taco. One thing I thought was interesting, I was curious. So Matt Pratter had this 59-yard field goal this season. He's 36 years old. He becomes a free agent in March. He holds the record for the longest field goal, 64 yards, when he was kicking for Denver which is interesting. Kickers and long snappers can have long, long careers. 36-year-old, I guess used to seem really old, but now the fact that Tampa Brady is playing, maybe, I guess, Drew Brees, all these guys are older than him. I don't know. Matt Matt Pratter is is living his best life with no CTE. And he's 36? (laughs) Yeah, he's 36. So they're saying maybe he might not stay at Detroit, but uh, he got free beer for his city, so he should be able to dine out on that for a while. Well, I feel like you just mentioned the John Elway as being the beer of choice for most, most folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love this story because so John always <laughs> elevated himself. He's the, he was the VP of something for the Denver Broncos. He elevated himself to football czar. I guess the Broncos are doing so good. So no, he's no longer taking over like day to day. Who should we draft responsibilities? He's going to get himself a, a general manager. Right. So he was the president of football operations and the general manager. And now he's like, I'm just going to be the president of football operations or the czar, as you said, which basically makes it sound like I want to take all the credit still, but I'm yeah. not going to do any more work. 
And if anything goes wrong, I didn't draft those players. That's the GM's fault. That's what Jerry Jones should do. By the way, I feel like that's a pretty sweet move on Elway's part, right? If you were Elway, why wouldn't you do that? Right. That's like if Tim Cook was like, I am going to elevate myself to superior CEO of Apple and uh, I'm going to appoint someone else and just reap the benefits. Like, I don't know what Elway is doing. He, it seems ceremonial to me. I'm not he's running car dealerships, Andrew. He's running car dealerships. He's he's buying up real estate in Denver. Uh, <laughs> uh, so moving on to the NBA, your boy, Steph Curry, who I know you specifically called me last Tuesday and said, Steph Curry's done. He has no more left in the tank. <laughs> and he caught wind of it. He caught wind of the trash talking. He dropped 62 points earlier this week against the trailblazers he scored 31 points each half and a 137 122 win over the blazers last person to do that was your boy kobe bean back in 2010 i think so you know the haters were starting to pop out a little bit here for the warriors they've started the season with as you know two really bad blowout losses yeah since then they've won four they've gone four and one 60 points in a game 62 in a game i feel like that's kind of a big deal I think 62 in the in in a game is a really big deal. It means he's really good. Everyone knew that. But the haters hating on Steph early make me think of like forget COVID times. The think of like um, April for baseball and someone starts declaring that the Yankees are on pace to win 115 games, like oh. talking trash about the the Warriors not hitting their stride this early in the season doesn't really make much of a difference. Like maybe at the end of the year. I'd put more weight in it, but uh, it's impressive. He's a, he's in rare air now. I think the good thing about this, it, if you're a sports fan in general, is just watching Steph Curry. He he plays the game so differently. He shoots from such great distance. It's just fun to have him be good. It whether you want him to win or lose is different, but having him play well is just it's good for basketball, good for sports. Yeah, he's really fun to watch. He's changed the sport. Some would argue that he's the pioneer of how the game has changed. Oh, look at you. Yeah. And I did I did do a little bit more diving when Kobe scored 62 in a game. It was against the Mavericks. And that didn't feel good looking that oh. up. Oh, what year was that? When you were like junior high? 2010. Oh, okay. It was, it was pretty recent. <laughs> there also has to be some you have some James Harden in you if you're oh. gonna if you're gonna score that many points, because there's not much passing. But 137 points he did the they were able to spread the points around see what bit. you just did there you were james harden in and his dough buddies what do we call them the honey buns baby honey buns. <laughs> well i don't know if we have time for this but the junior varsity school of purdue is now one of indiana's one of few indiana schools to host the ncaa men's march madness tournament <laughs> i love hating on purdue it's not a good school <laughs> But they, so the NCAA came out saying they're still planning on having the final four on April 3rd and 5th, finishing it up, but they're going to host the majority of the tournament of the 67 games in Indiana. They're going to be hosted by Ball State, Butler, the Horizon League, Indiana, Indiana University, Purdue. Great. They're going to take the NBA approach, I guess, except with the state of Indiana. What I feel like I hear you saying is that they're bringing the bubble back. We're getting a bubble. I missed the bubble. We're getting a bubble back. I'm bringing bubble back. Yep. I 
think this is just a glorious idea. Let's bring the bubble. Let's put it in Indianapolis. Let's play all the games. Here's the key question. Will I be going to Reno for the NCAA tournament to bubble on my own and play some craps? I don't know. I I, I think that's maybe an interesting question. You have to look deep within yourself. (laughs) To be fair, I'm planning on being in the state of Louisiana, the opening weekend of the tournament. Oh, that's right. We can't go to Reno. You're getting married. It makes me reminisce about last year, a couple weeks. It was right when COVID broke out and I was on a text chain with you. And one of our friends said, are we worried (laughs) about being in a casino? (laughs) And we all piled on. We're like, stop being a, stop being a pansy. We're going to Reno. (laughs) We ended up not going. I feel like I said, I was like, Hey, can we still go? They're like, the casinos are closed. Larry. I was like, Oh man. (laughs) Can we still go? We can walk. We can walk the strip. Yes. <laughs> that has been sports best. He is going to stay looking good in 2021. Andrew Keller. I'm Larry Olson. Thanks for stopping by.